0: Greetings friends, I'm John Haspel. This is a Dhamma talk from Cross River Meditation Center in Frenchtown, New Jersey. If you find benefit from this talk, please support the restoration, the preservation, and the presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma with your donation at becoming-buddha.com.
1: Thank you. Peace. I have the good fortune of... Um, Having the seven factors of awakening if my tablet will awaken, okay. Um, But I do really mean that. I feel like, I think part, my enthusiasm for this is partially because it's probably the deepest I've ever gone into parsing out or reviewing a sutta, obviously in preparing to talk to other people about it. So even though I've read the books and all of that, this was a different uh, level of uh, joyful engagement. So um, the seven factors, of course, they relate to the Four Noble Truths and living your life through the Eightfold Path. And it occurred to me while Mateo was beautifully presenting the hindrances is that they're sort of the complementary opposite of the seven factors. Um, So in this sutta, uh, the Buddha guides us to recognize what is and what is not present or arising as a way to recognize the factors of awakening. So when you recognize what is present, it might be a hindrance, or it might be looking for one of the factors of awakening. He asks us to look at the quality of our experience of living in the world with the Dhamma and promises that mindfulness of the seven factors arising and passing away will lead to awakening. After preparing for this, I feel that if we follow this, it's inevitable. The understanding can help to recognize where we are in the development of an authentic or noble practice. This reflection tells us where the opportunity for full human potential resides, being gentle with ourselves, returning to the present with awareness of our breath and our mind in our bodies, we continue the work of directed inner mindfulness on our path to awakening. There is so much optimism in this sutta, which provides comfort and I feel like hope. And I think we could use a little of that. And it provides direction. With the greatest simplicity always, the Buddha outlines a clear review of the factors necessary for awakening, the importance of recognizing when factors are present and when they are not, and significantly, where to look for these factors of awakening rising within you And it's through appropriate mindfulness, which we've heard so much about. So before I get into the Buddha's words, um, this sort of reflects how I think and organize my thoughts. So I'm just going to go through the seven factors. So three of them are about mindfulness. So it really demonstrates how important mindfulness, the right kind of mindfulness is important to our practice. So the first is the quality of mind, uh, mindfulness, but also the stories we tell ourselves. And those can be positive or negative, or the stories we buy that we tell ourselves. Um, investigation is the second one. That's that personal empowerment, that feeling of he- a hepa-siko. Persistence, right effort, right action to support our practice. Joyful engagement. And that's of the Buddha, the Sangha and the Dhamma. That's the fourth one. And I just wanna share a short story, personal story of something that just happened this week where um, a commitment was made to me and I'm waiting patiently on that commitment. And some things came up that could have challenged and gotten me lost in my head that maybe the commitment wasn't gonna happen. And um, through using the practice, I maintained calm. I put distance even before um, wanting to have a conversation with that person. And then finally was prepared either way with however that conversation was gonna go and then had the conversation Um, the commitment still remains intact, but the most joyful thing I felt was that I had engaged in the Dharma. It wasn't that the commitment was still there. So I never had that experience before. The fifth one is serenity, which is I feel right view, your intention, your, your speech, and even action. And I wrote Action in our body, because serenity isn't just, I believe, isn't just being serene and controlling and, you know, like you learn about body language. It's actually being, as we've talked about many times uh, this weekend, it's being serene, starting, you know, up here. Concentration, uh, a rigor built on the cushion in meditation, carrying into the world with us. It is our infrastructure. Equanimity, calm, balance, presence, where the self resides in and of itself. So the question is, where am I? Experiencing for myself, my right intention, I am present, I am awakened, or I can be. All seven factors are impermanent and will rise and pass away. Understanding the three marks of the existence, the not-self, impermanence, and suffering is necessary to experiencing the seven factors of awakening. The Buddha's words. Furthermore, one remains mindful of the quality of mind in reference to the seven factors of awakening. Remain mindful that mindfulness is a factor of awakening within me. If mindfulness as a factor of awakening is not present, be mindful that mindfulness as a factor of awakening is not present within me. It could be a hindrance. And be mindful of how mindfulness as a factor of awakening will arise through appropriate mindfulness. Remain mindful of the culmination of the development of mindfulness as a factor of awakening remain mindful that investigation of the Dhamma is a factor of awakening. If investigation of the Dhamma as a factor of awakening is not present, be mindful that investigation of the Dhamma is not present and be mindful of how investigation of the Dhamma as a factor of awakening will arise through appropriate mindfulness. Remain mindful of the culmination of the development of investigation of the Dhamma as a factor of awakening. Remain mindful that persistence is a factor of awakening. If persistence as a factor of awakening is not present, be mindful that persistence is not present and be mindful of how persistence as a factor of awakening will arise through appropriate mindfulness. Remain mindful of the culmination of the development of persistence as a factor of awakening. Remain mindful that joyful engagement with the Dhamma is a factor of awakening. If joyful engagement with the Dhamma as a factor of awakening is not present, be mindful that joyful engagement with the Dhamma is not present and be mindful of how joyful engagement with the Dhamma as a factor of awakening, will arise through appropriate mindfulness. Remain mindful of the culmination of the development of joyful engagement with the Dhamma as a factor of awakening. Remain mindful that serenity is a factor of awakening. If serenity as a factor of awakening is not present, be mindful that serenity is not present and be mindful of how serenity as a factor of awakening will arise through appropriate mindfulness. So when you realize that there's a disturbance or a distraction coming back to the breath, coming back to the the practice and through appropriate mindfulness, you'll be able to see serenity. Remain mindful that concentration as a factor of awakening uh, is a factor of awakening. If concentration as a factor of awakening is not present be mindful that concentration is not present and be mindful of how concentration as a factor of awakening will arise through appropriate mindfulness remain mindful of the culmination of the development of concentration as a factor of awakening number seven remain mindful that equanimity is a factor of awakening if equanimity as a factor of awakening is not present be mindful that equanimity is not present and be mindful of how equanimity as a factor of an awakening will arise through appropriate mindfulness. Remain mindful of the culmination of the development of equanimity as a factor of awakening. In this way, one remains mindful of the seven factors of awakening and the arising and passing away of the seven factors of awakening. Independent of and not clinging to anything in the world, this is how one remains mindful of the seven factors of awakening in and of themselves. John's words, Remaining mindful of the seven factors of awakening is mindful acknowledgement of developing the Eightfold Path correctly. Mindfulness of the seven factors of awakening may occur during meditation, but should not necessarily be cultivated during meditation. The concentration developed during meditation will provide the spaciousness and focus to notice these seven factors and serve as continued direction. And I think that speaks to a lot of the questions we had going through the weekend. In our practice, we accept the four noble truths, these are my words, they are noble. We live by the Eightfold Path, which is practical and logical. We understand the three marks of existence. The seven factors teach us how to live in the world. And that's what we're trying to do. Through the Eightfold Path, as a fully mature human being at peace in the world and leading to our awakening. So just to recap, the seven factors are quality of mind through appropriate, refined mindfulness, investigation, read the Dhamma, prepare, be aware, come to class, a hapa persistence, make the right effort even when it's hard, even when you're experiencing the hindrances. Take action to support our practice to awaken and that's part of the virtuous part of the Eightfold Path. Joyful engagement of the Buddha, the Sangha, and the Dhamma. You can't do it without all three of those things. Serenity, right view, right intention, the wisdom you bring to your practice. Concentration starts right here on the cushion. And the more you do it, the more it's easy to take it with you in the world. Equanimity, calm, balance, presence. Happa Come and see for yourself. Excellent, Mary. Okay. All So we will start with um, how about you, Mateo? Thank you
2: very much. Thank you very much. And uh, well, welcome on board first. <laughs> <once>. <laughs> you're seasoned,
3: teacher, you. Well,
2: <laughs> and yeah, as you say, the beginning, of course, uh, uh, your talk and I told that are related because, you know, the seven factor awakenings are like um, mirroring the, the five hindrances and vice versa. So it's very important to to remember that, like to be uh, to be aware of this help that we have with that. So thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Yes, thank you. And Ram,
4: ah, uh, thank you for doing this. Um, it's it's it was
0: a wonderfully clear and and concise um, run through of these seven factors. Um, <clears throat> You know, so far I've only had the, the little nuggets coming from you, but um, this was the complete happy
4: meal uh, for the dollar.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> very cute. All right, so we'll go around the room. Okay. Oh, thank you for teaching. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Um,
0: just reminded me of the baseball path uh, and uh, just to uh, kind of stick to the practice. It, all these factors support the practice, and, uh, uh, you can go astray. So, good to
3: be
1: here and good to hear. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you here. Thank you for coming. And I forget your Aaron. name. Erin. Erin, yeah. welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for the teaching. I was wondering if you could say a little bit more about equanimity. I uh, just had me thinking a lot about
1: that question.
2: question. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry. No, no, that's you. okay.
1: No, I mean, it's really equanimity of the mind. Um, It's the calm that you are um, trying to um, foster through the practice. And then it's noticing when your mind is calm and noticing the absence of the opposite of it, right? When you have things, distractions or disturbances. And so equanimity is... You know, um, just those moments like you might capture it looking at a sunrise at first and say, "Wow, I've noticed that I'm really calm." And then you're fostering it though because it is one of the factors to awakening, and the frequency of experiencing it would increase on your cushion and then off your cushion and through your practice. So that it does. Yeah. <laughs>
2: thank you. Okay.
1: And the want
2: <laughs> well, what, what did you, you had like a cliff note, cliff note on equanimity, you said mm-hmm. calm, balance. Something yeah,
1: calm, something balance, else. and presence. Presence, so presence. yeah, yeah. And present for someone. Yeah. present for your life, right? Yeah. Right. When
4: I think of equanimity, I, I think of, you know, something happening that I would normally, know, that when anger is arising, um, I'm able to recognize like, okay, you know, I'm feeling a little angry, but not reacting and kind of just um, allowing whatever on the outside is happening to just happen because um, like say like, you know, I get in a car accident instead of like, you know, a small one or something, instead of just, you know, freaking out and and losing my mind over it, just kind of accepting the fact that. Okay, you know, someone just hit my card. Okay, and um, being present with the with the situation rather than I don't know reacting. Um, same if someone is like, I'm not acting how I want them to act, or or just you know, really any difficult situation. I just um, I just kind of think of you know just that calmness allowing it and just being present with something that I I don't know that's that's really what I think of
0: great
3: example thank you thank you so much for the team
4: (laughs) and congratulations so thank you um you didn't get
3: her
0: certificate yet I'm
3: (laughs) still I know I know right um Yeah, it was so nice and clear and again at the beginning of all of this, it's very helpful to see what it looks like, you know, like I can, yeah. I can feel, I can feel it, you know, and, um, and I can see that some of it's already happening, but I didn't realize that it's happening, you have the words and the understanding, Um, you know, as I'm moving through the world, I've been able to go, you know, where I panic or worry, you know, I've been able to go, you know, it's okay. I mean, you. it's just what it is right now and you're going to move through it and you don't have to worry ahead,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: you know, what's happening as a result of it.
1: How freeing is that?
3: Yeah. Um, I have
1: permission not to worry. It's
4: another
1: yeah. example of equanimity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know,
4: and, and other things.
3: Knowing that you, no, know, you have choices
1: on. in that moment. Oh, I don't have to feel like this isn't the
3: normal way. So yeah. yeah, there's another choice. Yeah. Yeah. And to hear, you know, a lot of the other. Um
2: so you know, my mind
1: is going, yeah, an am experiencing some of this and some of that's, and,
2: uh, that's good. Well, congratulations yeah. to you. Oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. I enjoyed listening to your clarity and listening to you describe each of those seven factors and realizing that you can get lost in in trying to think about and understand those seven factors. But if you have the appropriate con- concentration, that is like your light, your light point, mm-hmm. where if you have that, everything else sort of falls into place and you are aware, you are able to recognize, you're, you're able to recognize every hindrance and, and, and every, um, factor of awakening as you go through your life. But it's that concentration, I think, that you made me just realize again how important it is to have that mindfulness all the time.
1: And work toward
2: toward having it all the
1: time.
2: Mm -hmm. And Right effort on your cushion is the only way to really make that happen. I I I
1: feel. Oh, so thank for... you
2: just for bringing all of that back to me. Beautiful thank, you. thank
1: you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Laura.
2: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there
4: you go. Thank <laughs> you. That was yeah. Very, when you speak, it so puts me at ease and it's so clear especially like Becky was saying I was thinking wow you can really get lost in these seven factors of awakening but like serenity what does that mean but you tie it directly back to the eightfold path Mm I was like oh wow that clicked like right view right speech there it is it's not you know you keep it objective but in such a gentle way I love when you teach and um, yeah it reminded me of what Kevin said the first night like what is our intention here what are we
1: doing mm-hmm. here
4: not just sitting to be serene or I mean that's that's only one part of it and you put it into context with the eightfold half so thank you so much
1: uh, Welcome. the Buddha put it into context alright oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> thank you hello no, Kevin
5: very nice to see you sitting there yeah. <laughs> um, I was I, I agree with what Laura said you know the way that you you know sort of emphasized how this prop this this teaching and, and this practice is sort of learning to be gentle with ourselves and you use that and you, and you spoke on that and you spoke of the culmination and and what to notice what what to Acknowledge, you know, the word acknowledge, act on this knowledge that Mm -hmm. we have and and to notice the impermanence of the seven factors and and gently notice that when they're present. That's You're, you're, you're you're in familiar territory. You keep going. Stay persistent. Stay with the practice. And if these aren't present, then be gentle with yourself and keep practicing. and Stay at ease. And, And that's what your way you know we've come to know you through that and, and i i haven't heard these presented in such a a light way because we, we tend to look at this and the word seven and we we look at it like a checklist and we're <laughs> yeah. trudging yeah. through chopping them off here we go and and we get lost there and it's yeah. simply when we're calm, when we're aware of our mindfulness, when we're aware of the quality of our mind, when we're aware of our breath, feelings and thoughts arising. You know, we're in familiar territory. so thank you for embodying that column for us.
1: Well, and thank you for um, mentioning about the um, one of my learnings going through this was something David had said when we were talking and was that it's these are impermanent. Like I had to step back because don't you kind of think of awakening as a destination sometimes. Yeah. Right? yeah, because you're on the path, right? You're not there yet. And so I, I really had to get my head around that. Like they're going to rise and pass away. You picked mm-hmm. up on that and, and that's, um, that's I think it's pretty amazing. So it's, it's the human and humility part of this practice that they are going to rise and that's why. So Brian, Thank thanks for coming back. For Yay. <laughs> <freeing> <laughs> I'll
3: take it. <laughs> um, thank you
5: for this. Uh, what what was coming through in your delivery for me was the not just the present quality of mind, but the, the bodily enablement of that. You know, being serene, being equanimous. Those are things that we take with us off of our cushion as well, not just some experience that we have sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we might find and, and experience those things in meditation, but the, the the concentration that we're developing is to take that off of our cushions and out into the world where we can be serene and persistent and with what's occurring as it arises and passes away. Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> I like
1: it. I'm a teacher.
3: Thank you. Um, it, it was extremely valuable for me, maybe because I'm such a <laughs> first <written> a song, <laughs> to hear the, oh, no, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the um, to hear those read because I probably have heard them looked them right. before, but uh, but I didn't remember and I don't recall ever really um, getting that. Oh, these factors are like, yeah, they are a the checklist, but, but like they really are the things. And you know, everyone, as, as everyone's been saying, we presented with such with such clarity that I was really getting, like, right, mm-hmm. how they how each of them contributed. And um and, and I just appreciate that you I I love the repetitiveness. <laughs> <laughs> of the the language you know often uh, in, in the Buddhist writing but I just you know, thank you for just reading it because it's kind of, I don't know like it, it just it it also always brings me back to the simplicity it's like yeah like it's not nothing more it's right. just this right I say it five twenty what what seven times three whatever you know times yeah. so so it sinks in how much preparation, this simplicity. <laughs> I know it was taken specifically preparation for this, but like all of, all of you guys just like the years and the commitment and all of it. So,
1: yeah. Thank you. I forgot I was supposed to call on you guys last. So
4: Mary, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Congratulations. You did a very nice job. Yeah, um, we can't really have any of this without concentration. So uh, yeah, I'm just thankful and grateful to be
2: here.
4: Great job there. I agree with what everybody said so far about clarity and all. But for me, what was important was just by your voice, I could tell how important that the Dhamma is to you in your life. And for me, that was, you know, an encouragement. I mean,
3: it just came out. So thank
4: you for that. Well, I get to
3: see
0: this clarity every day.
3: <laughs> so,
0: so. Mindfulness provides you the ability to. See that mirror, stop the delusion, to see the horizon and pass away of the hindrances and the factors. So you can honestly investigate and be honest with yourself. That's the tools that you want to pass on your kids. You haven't been able to do that yet, but they see this.
2: Thank you and okay. <laughs> My <roomie. laughs> I definitely uh, felt sort of like a fussy baby when I first sat down in the seat today. so it's you know out of my body for sure. and your
3: talk just made me like no pulled me right
4: back in you're okay girl (laughs) (laughs) um
2: so yeah i really felt the heart in that um and i have really liked or appreciated the like cliff notes that you created at the at the top and the bottom, <clears> to like just like the three words to explain each thing was because again you can get lost in well, what is I don't know. I just don't like really feel serene. I guess I'm not. I'm not feeling. Uh-uh. And then but you're like well I'm calm and balanced and present, so I'm okay. <laughs>
5: Having our first husband and <clears throat> wife teaching duo is <laughs> it, <it's> particularly cool, <laughs> and um, like everyone said. You know, your heart came through, mm-hmm. and that's that's the best. That's what we've come to all over the years. And, <coughs> you know, that you and David are both Dhamma teachers. It's really, it's just, it's a really special thing that you're giving to your family and everyone that knows you, your sisters, and it's, it's really... Powerful. I'm heartened by that a lot. And one thing that stuck with me was the um, how you connected serenity and right view. I thought that was really, really good. It's a really good insight
0: to the right view. So thanks for that one.
4: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, trying for some more time. I uh, yeah. What everybody said. You, um, you know, I said last night that for many years you've been framing whatever you say in here within the framework of the eightfold path, and you often mention that. And you're uh, your Beth mentioned commitment. Your commitment and your development of the Eightfold Path was so apparent. And that's why this, I was thinking, I went over this last night again, I was thinking, oh, I how Mary's kind of, because this, this can be really sticky. You can really get lost in this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a proper foundation in your Dhamma practice, and you really showed that um, you know what you're talking about, and you have a way of presenting it that you. Know, you I think four or five people have just mentioned just your voice and the way you command the dhamma. It was calm to the whole sangha. So mm-hmm. you know, I could go on and on. It superlatives, relatives, but,
1: but that's I got the, no place to go. <laughs> yeah, no, <I> <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, humility. Okay, got the, other, the other thing, here is, you, know,
0: you know, you know this person how fond I am of you. I'm just so glad you, that you agreed to be a Nama teacher. You know, we we asked Mary to do this just because of she was always teaching. It became apparent on our last retreat because of the way you were you were addressing mm-hmm. some of the newer people and really just taking them by the hand through that whole retreat. And so you've been teaching for a long time. And it's uh, it's about time you got a certificate. And that's Coming soon. So
2: <laughs> thank you so
0: much. Mary. Okay. And to the whole sangha too. It really.
1: Yeah, I encourage others to think about this. And, um, you know, I said to David that I got sort of tired of hearing myself say that I'm so busy. And I am busy, and everybody's busy, but you have to look in the mirror and see how you're living your life, and why not put this forward? So, yeah, that is something thank I you for your encouragement.
2: Yeah,
0: you, you have, a, you have a, like many people, but your life is very, very busy and very, very full. And you could have said, No, I'm too busy. Mm-hmm. You, you thought about it. You, yeah. you made that commitment to, to yourself, but really to all of us. So we all appreciate it. Thank you, John.
2: What happened to that? I think I said
1: that too. Whatever. Do the. Um, <laughs> oh, I have you? to do the. Oh, yes. Oh, you yeah. do because you're the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around again. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so uh we'll end as we do uh the Karaniya meta this is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and who knows the path of peace let them be able and upright straightforward and gentle in speech humble and not conceited contented and easily satisfied unburdened with duties and cruel in their ways Peaceful and calm, wise and skillful, not proud or demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. May all things be at ease, whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects her life, her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, free from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding by not holding to fixed views, the pure hearted one Having clarity of vision, being free from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Thank you, everyone.
0: Thank you you for listening. I rely on donations to support the continued restoration, preservation, and presentation of the Buddha's Dhamma. If you find benefit here, please consider a donation at becoming-buddha.com. Thank you. Peace.